We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Good morning and welcome in on Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Happy Winter Meetings Eve weekend to you, Bruce Levine, and to you, and, Score and to listeners. You back, you back, Matt. Uh, yeah, it's, it is an essential kickoff to the wintertime uh, add-ons for the Chicago Cubs, White Sox, the other 28 teams, and uh, I will be there in full uh, array looking to uh, break stories, steal stories, get them on the air here first, write them on the website. But it's always a great time. I I don't know how many I've been to, you know, 30-something winter meetings. And uh, this year is a very special time because of the fact that uh, the big free agents, Harper and Machado, are still out there, both attached to the Chicago teams. It's crazy. Both teams still very much in the mix in terms of the rumors, I'm just trying to visualize what you in full array is. That's That sounds intriguing, Bruce. I have my uh, score uniform on. <laughs> well, you know. You I, know the uni. I, you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with yeah, the uni. You it. You, yeah, I, I have, but you wear it especially well. Yes, uh, everyone's going to be arriving, I think, tomorrow and usually coming back on Thursday. And for those who don't know, for whatever reasons, all 30 teams there setting up meetings with agents, GMs meeting with other GMs, GMs talking to beat reporters every day, keeping them abreast of what's going on. And sometimes big trades and big signings do come out directly of these days right here. Yeah, the meetings are really interesting. They kick off Sunday, but really Monday, uh, there's manager meetings with all the media. All 30 managers meet with media for a half hour each. Uh, Joe and uh, Rick from the Cubs and White Sox are both going to meet on Tuesday with the media at uh, 2.30 local time and at 3 o'clock local time. Th- that'll be a must-listen-to uh, interviews that'll be sent uh, directly here and played directly on the score as soon as they're over with. And and then uh, the GMs and uh, top officials of the teams meet with the local media people, myself and the other reporters who cover the team, uh, late in the evening uh, here, uh, about 4.30 or 5 o'clock each day there to update us on things that they don't want to tell us. We can't tell you this. We can't tell you that. Uh, we can't tell. And there's, there's some on-the-record moments. There's some off-the-record moments. Uh, but, um, again, um, these are uh, these, this is how it works. And then Thursday morning, the Rule 5 draft uh, ends the whole winter meetings. And 
by uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, all, all the GM's top of officials from the teams are on their way back home. We are here for you on 670 The Score. You can text us at 670 You can call us at 312-644-6767 and talk about some baseball. Lots of uh, little national stories and tidbits to get to. Some of them not so little. Paul Goldschmidt is a cardinal. Um, some possible legislation to bring more action into the game. Some rumors about a town that wants a team and a local guy who might be involved there. But the locals is uh, where we'll start in a matter of moments. And by the way, uh, happy holiday season from Max and Benny's in Northbrook, your top restaurant, bakery, and deli in Chicagoland. They remind you that catering in the restaurant party rooms are available now for all your holiday special events or business meetings. Ask for John at MaxandBenny's.com. Party rooms can accommodate 10 to 150 people for all your special events. Soup season is here. The freshest and heartiest soups warm the body. Make your day at Max and Benny's. Combine that with build your own salad to start your day and end your evening at Max and Benny's. Dinners from four to nine, seven days a week. The best deli in America. Bakery goods to die for. 30 minutes from downtown. 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Benny's in Northbrook. And you you started with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, we're going to get to some sound from Theo Epstein and from uh, Rick Hahn this week previewing the winter meetings and where these teams are at. But how, uh, Matt, in your mind, does the Goldschmidt trade coming from Arizona to the Cardinals uh, change the dynamic of the division for you? Well, um, it continues what has been uh, a very unsettling and depressing offseason so far for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, until there is activity, until there is even clarity yeah. on what they may or may not do here, you're just watching other teams get better. Um, Paul Goldschmidt is an absolute terror. And even with a brutal start last year, he he turned around and by the end of the year, you were looking at just epic numbers and an MVP caliber season as he was a finalist for such things. Should so, I point out 337 lifetime average at Wrigley Field? Oh, yeah, uh, it, just a monster against the Cubs. But, uh, you know, your your points, you know, tr- you know, it's a tremendous point that, uh, you know, you, you feel kind of on the sidelines. But I think... You know, you have to remind yourself it's it's still December 8th, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't play baseball for another three months. Um, you, you see some of these great additions to teams. You know, you see Corbin going to uh, Washington. You see these other additions. You see um, trades made, big trades elsewhere. Nothing here in Chicago yet. But uh, there's still time. There's still time. But as far as free agency goes... You know, we're we're still looking at Harper. We're still, interestingly enough, it's it's been mostly Harper talk. Do you you know one team that Machado has been actually attached to in recent days? No, no. I, I and I keep seeing these like list of finalists for Harper. I don't see much of that for Machado. I've been thinking Phillies for Machado all along for Manny Machado, and maybe they'll wait until they're ruled out on Bryce Harper in order to make their move for Manny Machado. But to your point, no, I, I haven't heard a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, it. It's just a really interesting moment here in the middle of the Cubs window. People have been eyeing this particular offseason for years because of all these free agents that are there. And it appears that a, a confluence of events, including some spending last year on some flat out misses, at least disastrous misses in year one, uh, that being part of the factors that you're looking at an offseason where it's not going to look at all like you thought it was going to look. But who knows? You say it's, it's December. 
What strikes me, Bruce, is the wide range of theories from experts local and national and industry insiders guessing what the Cubs may or may not actually be able to spend. And, and underline what you just said, because it's Everywhere. it's a focal point. It's guess. Because when you're dealing with Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and the Cubs, uh, the stealth way they go about doing their business, you really never know where they stand. They don't want you to know. As a media person, it's it's not personal, but it, they don't want you to know where where they stand and what they want want to do. They, you, you've been decoding this kind of stuff for decades, right. Chris. It, it, decoding what people are saying, what they want to put out there, why they want to put it out there, and that's a fascinating side of it that I know you're really tuned into. Um, we have tape from Theo here, and you and I listen to, and we're going to play some for the audience. It's it's difficult to 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 hear exactly what he's even trying to put out there. Frankly, he's kind of all over the place, well, isn't he? He he talks directly in circles, and <laughs> and and by that I mean. He, oh, that's perfect. He's usually the smartest guy in the room, and when I'm in there, there's it, it makes it even a wider margin. Uh-huh. But the reality is, is that um, he doesn't lie, um, but you can mislead yourself by buying into whatever section of what he's talking about you want to hone in on. I mean, as reporters, as writers, we're taught to to hone in on certain areas. And concentrate on that. With a guy like Epstein, you can't just do that because you have to listen to what he says two or three times before you really have an idea uh, that he's sending you a message, but he doesn't want you to really know where he stands. And uh, that's to the benefit of his team and his mind, uh, to the way they want to go about the free agent uh, market. I mean, other than the Philadelphia owner, I mean, how many teams have come out and flat said, you know, we're, we're in the hunt for Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. No, you've got the Philly guys saying we're going to spend, maybe even be a little stupid about it. And then yesterday you have the learners in Washington, D.C. ruling it the other way, saying that Harper is is gone. We gave him the best offer that we could, and we expect him to be done, essentially, as a right, Washington Right, and we, we thank him for everything, and we know he's going to be uh, great somewhere else. But we made our 10-year, $300 million offer in the summer. You turned it down, and now we've spent... Uh, a lot of money on uh, Corbin. He's he's going to get a six-year deal and a tremendous amount of money. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going that direction. They have two of the, the finest young outfielders in baseball, uh, in Robles and um, Soto. Soto. So they they are way they're they're they have their plan. They're going with it. Yep. But Matt, if you had to identify the teams today that are in on Harper. I think it's a very small group. It appears to be the case. Um, Dodgers, it seems. Chicago White Sox, definitely, definitively going for it. And they are available, at the very least, to be used as leverage by by Scott Boris. At the very least. For, and maybe it'll a, be more than that. For maybe for a short period of time. Yeah. Just 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 a little bit, little little time. Get an offer uh, out there, and then and and then move on from that. I would say. Well, we we do have tape from Rick Hahn that we'll get to as well about the realities of a uh, of free agent chasing. But let's get to some of that, Theo. I know you wanted to address the uh, the budget uh, conversation yeah. from Theo first. Theo Epstein uh, talked to the media on Thursday, as did uh, Rick Hahn. We'll get to some of Rick's comments about the White Sox as well for you White Sox fans. Uh, but uh, initially, he talked. Um, about the payroll, how tight it is, and where he is going with that right now. If you look at like the seven-year arc of, of, of our core players, 
we're four years into it. Um, you know, we've always known that that. Uh, um, at the beginning, as their minimum salaried players, we'd have the great, uh, the, the greatest flexibility possible to, to add around them and, and have other salaried players on the roster. And as we moved into this phase where they're making real money in arbitration, that there are other long-term commitments on the way, and, and including ones that are not uh, returning great value for the commitment, that would become increasingly challenging. And it's not a surprise. Um, you know, you get a budget for any one year, and then you have to you have to make hard decisions, and 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 it has to guide your strategic approach. But that's all there is. I think I think you know, there's been a lot speculated about it. But if you look at look at the amount of money committed on this year's team, and what our payroll will be next year, and how talented our team will be, um, I think it'll be an afterthought once we start playing baseball if we do our jobs. All right. So they knew this moment was coming, Bruce, and here we are with guys making real money. And what what does it mean for the restraint? Well, what it means is they're they're locked in already to about 210 million dollars and that is where the um competitive balance tax begins to penalize you right at that number so that means uh depending on how many dollars you spend over that you're going to pay a dollar for dollar fine for everything you go over that um there's not a continuing um add-on Restraints because they, the Cubs haven't gone over the competitive balance uh, tax two years in a row. That's the key. So if they want to go over this year, Matt, mm-hmm. and uh, they want to pay, you know, fifteen, twenty, maybe, you know, twenty million dollars in a fine, uh, they can do that um, and and still bring in a big time free agent because going into next year, you have at least $60 million coming off the books from about four or five players. You start with uh, Hamels at $20 million. You have um, Ben Zobrist at $12 million. You have Morrow at $10 million. Uh, you have um, C-Sheck at $8 million. You have um, a couple other guys that bring it up to about $60 million. Now, that said, what Epstein said is true. Uh, the arbitration figure continues to go up on his players. And they would like to tie some of these guys up into long-term contracts, which might make the the, the price even steeper depending on how um, how flexible they make those contracts mm-hmm. and uh, how creative they can be as far as de- deferring money. Before we take a break, listen to this from Theo on um, on what he thinks – may happen with the roster uh, this year and, and try to try to hear as Bruce Levine said um, him talk directly in circles at this point. Yeah. Our rotation. We feel really good about um, with our position player group. You know, we're, we're, we're certainly open and, 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 and active in trade talks with, you know, a lot of, a lot of deals that usually don't come, come to fruition. You know, so we, 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 we may make some trades. We can make big ones that transform the roster. We make smaller complementary ones. But um, there are certain things we'd like to accomplish um, short of a series of trades that transforms the roster, which, which is adding the right uh, bench piece who, who has some real leadership qualities, hopefully a complementary skill set to our everyday guys, um, but with, with true leadership qualities to help us um, – yeah, you know, not just in the right direction. Really playing with purpose and playing on mission as a team, and, and with, with a real sense of urgency in 2019 because we'll need it. Um, 
and uh, you know that that's the real priority for us. And then you know showing up uh, middle infield depth a little bit with with um, Addison's not going to be on this team for for April and. Um, so we'll see. I think the, if whether we make more significant trades or not will dictate exactly what we're looking for on the bench, but certainly real leadership skills uh, represent a prerequisite for us. That does not sound like a guy who knows exactly what's going to happen. Nor... I, think, I think he knows. You do? I don't think he's going to tell us. Well, if I had to guess, it's that they're not going to add any, any big-time free agents at all, and they're going to expect their guys to play better. They're going to make I, some deals, but they're going to expect make some trades, but I they're going to expect that, their guys the message, to step forward. That message is out there. I agree with you. But uh, is that realistic way of uh, picking up from where you're at right now and assuming, assuming that the players who didn't have good years last year are going to get better? That's not a good place to yeah, be. Yeah, right. I mean, they, they are young players. Sure. They are guys that had down years compared to years before that. But uh, projecting them to be that much better because of better instruction, another year, a more relaxed atmosphere, Chili Davis not being there. Um, You know, again, I still think uh, that they're going to be in on a big time free agent like Harper. Wow. I just, I just, I just do. I mean, everything. You're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, everything that tells you about their. Their, you know, plight to to go forward and win another World Series tells you they have a three year window. Their pitching is a two year window. Uh, some of them three. Their position players all free agents, the the prime ones uh, after two thousand twenty one. So uh, how can you how can you back off? How can you back away from uh, the fact that you have primetime players? Uh, you are a team that wins 95 games and you're disappointed. That's a, you know, that's great. I mean, Cub fans should be excited about that. But you, I don't think you can back down and say, you know what? If we have to win 85 games this year, we're going to win 85 because we really can't afford to step on the medal. That feels insane in the middle of your window after what right. you have created. It, that's why that's why I thought for sure they were going to be in the market for, for a Harper. Right. And that's why a lot of people, and it sounds like you, still still believe in it. I have been, I have been sold on the realities of, of their constraints. Um, but to your point, uh, here's Theo talking about the reckoning of this particular moment in the window. This window is is now. You're right. You know how can you? Your question was how can you do this? Or your rhetorical question, I guess, or straw man question was uh, how can you how can you do this now in the middle of your window? Is the answer is, um, is, is you know what we need to do in the middle of our window is win. You know we have players who who um, want to be part of multiple World Series championship clubs here with the Cubs who want to stay in Chicago, who want to stay playing connected with this group, who really appreciate being here. Um, We've got a really motivated coaching staff, manager, um, the motivated coaching staff and manager. We have a front office that's not satisfied with what we've done the last four years that wants more ownership, fan base. Everything going in our favor, it's, it's time to perform. So th- this is a this year is really a reckoning in a lot of ways. And this, we do have a lot to prove, which sounds funny coming off uh, 95 wins. I, I feel like we underperformed. And uh, I think you're going to see a really highly motivated um group of players out there um, whether we have a big off season or or um, a more nuanced off season yeah uh 95 wins uh 
again, um, Epstein and Hoyer feel they left six or seven games on the table last year and that their their team was more about winning that division relatively easily, maybe by three, four, five games, and going to another NLCS. And he's holding everybody, including himself, uh, responsible for mm-hmm. that failure. And he's everybody's paying hell for it. I mean, he's believe me, nobody's had good conversations with Epstein about how last year ended. And everything's about, hey, this is our window now. We're going to win. Well, if if the front office and the ownership are going to be able to do their job, that means they're going to need to add another big-time bat like Bryce Harper. Well, it's a continuation of the tone that he set in his big address after the season ended. It's about production and not potential. Right. Go, boys, go. Time to be as good as you can possibly be. When we come back, we're going to have to talk about the White Sox and also what do the Cubs do now for a closer knowing that Morrow is out at least maybe the whole month of April. We'll talk about that, and we'll take your phone calls through into 644-6767 and your text at 6711. It's inside the clubhouse. Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine on the score. There's lots of different ways to do it. You can trade up the service time clock. You can trade backwards some more years of control. You can trade for an established guy. You can trade for someone you thinks ready to ready to break out. You can do process. I mean, there's, just, there's no one way to do it. You know, we're not... Uh, you know, yeah, and you can trade two comparable players with different shapes if you think if you think it, it benefits you, you know, if, you, if it's a fair trade. Theo Epstein talking about different ways to make deals, different ways to uh, rebuild the roster and how the trades could work. It's inside the clubhouse with Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine. Lots of White Sox stuff to get to. But, uh, Bruce, a few texts at 6711 reaching out uh, to us. And here's one. What about this team says 85 wins? At its hungriest, it won 103 games in a World Series. At its tiredest, won 93 games in the Central. Last year, at its most injured and underperforming, it took 95. And it took uh, a great run by Milwaukee to catch them playing their absolute best. Cubs just need fresher bullpen and health. Well, yeah. I mean, that's he asked me directly, what says 85? Mm -hmm. What What says 85 to me is the bullpen today. You told me what the back end of the bullpen's looking like. Pedro right Strope, everybody. Okay, that's fine. He did a really good job last year. Steve Ciszek, you know? hoping after, with a, after uh, some rest after eighty appearances. Crazy eighty. Okay, I mean he was. I thought he was the absolute hero for the Cubs in the bullpen last year. But like any human being, he wore down at the end. Uh, but he was fabulous. But at age uh, thirty-four, uh, with all those innings and. Uh, you know, the attrition, you know, how much do you expect from him? Do you expect a, a comeback from Carl Edwards to being Ugh. an accountable guy? I have trouble trusting right. that to ever right. be the case again. Right. I mean, w- you have Dunsing on the last year of a contract. You know, you're not thrilled about that. Kinsler is locked into a $5 million deal that they can't get out of because it was part of a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um he was not very good for the Cubs when they when they got him. Bruce, I am distressed by the timing that we now know 
that Brandon Morrow had surgery, I believe, on the 7th of November. Right. And then two weeks later, Jesse Chavez, who wanted to be here and was another hero in that bullpen down the stretch, showed that he could do all sorts of stuff. Jesse Chavez ends up in Texas for two years and a total of $8 million. When he loved being at Wrigley, he wanted to be here. That yeah. timing freaks me out about the yeah, finances. I, I, I can't fault them for him. If you look at his career and his age... I, I really couldn't count on him for two years. I think I think they were interested in offering him a one year deal. You can't uh, you can't fault Chavez for taking two, but there's other there's other power arms out there. There's other veterans out there that can fill that role. I'm concerned about who closes. I mean, Morrow comes back healthy uh, after missing parts of April, but what what can you can you count on that as a championship caliber team? To be a part of the equation? No, I, 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 right. I don't think so. So yeah, I mean, got, I, I think you have to, to say whatever we get out of him is going to be a bonus. Okay, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, do we have to go out and get a Zach Britton? Do we have to get a, a Jake Diekman, uh Brad Branch? Some of these longer of tooth, but still power arms. Andrew Miller. Right. Well, Miller, you know, uh, thirty-four years old, coming off of uh, some knee issues, not arm, but again. Uh, Guys that are a little longer of tooth, uh, not necessarily guys who are closers, but uh, good setup men, guys with p- some power arms still out there. If they can get Britton or Miller on a, a on, on a short term deal, I would love either of those. I I, I would absolutely be willing, even though right. all the miles on Miller are certainly scary. But you know they'll have to put pressure on Joe to manage right. that. I need a lockdown closer. Okay. That's what I need to get them back up to the 95 wins, okay? That's that's where I fluctuate between a team that could possibly be winning 85, 87 games right now to a team that wins 95 because, and again, I caution myself as well as everybody else, it's December the 8th. There's Last year on December 8th, I think the, the Cubs within three or four days signed – Ciszek signed Smiley, signed um, Chatwood, uh, solidified their bullpen with um, some other things. So, so they, it's not like it's over with. It's nothing like that right now. What mm-hmm. we're talking about is, you know, viability of what they have to trade for a closer type, what kind of money they have to sign a closer type, and uh, is that bullpen, which was, I believe, the main strength of the Chicago Cubs in 2018 going to be the same in 2019. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Chicago Wolves have some great promotional theme nights coming up, including craft beer, arena crawls, eSports night, superhero night, and more. And celebrate the Wolves' 25th season with free parking courtesy of Kia. Visit ChicagoWolves.com. And this segment is brought to you by New City's James and Sons. Discover New City and experience an exciting mix of shopping, dining, and entertainment right in the heart of Lincoln Park at Clybourne Avenue and Halstead Street. Parking is available or take the red line to North and Clybourne. For more information, visit experiencenewcity.com. If you're looking for optimism, you can find it with the White Sox current situation. Ramping upwards and then how active will they be right now as we shift sides of town? Well, I think uh, only active uh, spending a ton of money on a Harper or Machado. And again, we haven't heard Machado's name recently attached to any team, but uh Certainly the White Sox were the main team out there initially when it was rumored 
last year that Baltimore was ready to deal Manny Machado. They were the first one in to say we're in because this is a 25-year-old guy that fits our profile and fits in with our players for the long run. Uh, but I think the, the motivation for the White Sox is to add a starting pitcher, okay, to go along with some of their young pitchers. Um, Let me back up for one second, sure. Bruce. So, so you think they're, they're absolutely there. Um, in terms of aggressiveness for Harper and possibly Machado. But if they miss on those, you do not see them going second tier for, say, a Michael Brantley no. or an A.J. Pollock uh, no. or that kind I, of tier. I don't. I don't. Unless some of those guys fall into the one-year tier, you know, where they're going to sign the quote-unquote pillow contract. You know, the one-year um, high enough price, but rebuild uh, you know themselves to the point where people want to uh, give them a three or four year deal. A guy like Brantley, he's already there. He's got to get a two three year deal mm-hmm. right now. He's a little bit longer of tooth. He needs to um, land somewhere where he plays every day. But that, I don't. I don't see how that's. Uh, I don't see that's a that's necessarily a player that fits in for the Sox right now. So to me, it's Harper Machado. Then it's uh, a starting pitcher like Jay Happ if he falls through. Um, that big? You think they might go that big for you know, starting Keiko pitcher? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Hmm. Um, I don't think. I mean, Hap is thirty six years old. So, yeah. what is realistic about how many years you offer Jay Hap? Uh, right now, I, I don't think he's going to get. I don't think he's going to get many. I mean, right. I, if, if you're looking for somebody, Keiko's different. He's he's going to get a three or four year deal from somebody. And Keiko has stuff that should age yeah, he, fairly he's well. Thirty one, right? Yeah, he's a burly type pitcher. He's right. a guy that you can project if he loses a mile or two on his fastball, doesn't really make the big difference. You know, he can still get people out. But <clears throat> those are the type of guys that I think you're going to see. The White Sox go after. Do they have enough? Do they, do they want to go for a Charlie Morton? You know, at this point, or is Morton going to be looking for a three or four year deal and not not the type of guy uh, that you feel fits in for your long range? But definitely a stabilizer, a James Shields like starting pitcher that hopefully has some better results. And, and again, Shields had some interesting numbers last year, but again the. The bottom line was lost a lot of games. If you're signing one of those um, free agents, perhaps a year early in your window to kind of signify that you're ready to compete and uh, and draw the attention and kind of show your young players this is how you do it, I think you'd do that with a position player. I'd be very afraid if I were the White Sox of doing that with a pitcher because of the way they break down. Yeah, they just have to have somebody take a little of the pressure off of uh, – Lopez, Giolito, uh, Kopech when he comes back in a year. Certainly a Dunning coming up from the minor leagues. You, you certainly are anticipating Dylan Cease coming up and being a part of that. How soon, by July. the way? Probably late summer, I would say, mm-hmm. after the All-Star break. So another veteran starting pitcher. There'll be a pile of guys, as always, by the time right. even you know January, February, sometimes right, even March I, comes I, around. There'll be guys left they, over. I don't think they just want a guy. I think they want somebody that's that's going to give them something that James Shields did off the field and a little bit better on the field. Shields was a big-time leader and a guy that people leaned on uh, from that young rotation mm-hmm. during the year. But, you know, the end result was, even though he threw 200 innings and uh, pitched seven innings or more, I think eight times, which is only two or three guys did, um, 
he would give up, you know, the crooked number and lose ball games. So they they want something a little bit better uh, than that, you know, moving forward. And if they can find it, uh, that's one of their priorities. Hmm. It, it's um, it's a really interesting moment, and we've got Rick Hahn talking about that moment. Let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll get we'll come back, and and you'll hear from Rick Hahn as we continue conversation on the White Sox in this particular moment. It's the eve of the winter meetings this weekend, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, absolutely. And when we do come back, we're going to talk about how maybe only a Theo Epstein could tell you that a, p- a player was operated on a month ago and nobody blink. <laughs> it's 670 the score. We know how important he is, not just on the diamond and when he's playing, but the stuff he brings uh, off the field and the role he plays in, as a leader and a, a mentor for our young players. So although he is, as you point out, going into the last year of his contract, uh, that does by no means preclude him from being part of, uh, part of our future here. That's Rick Hahn, your White Sox general manager, talking about Jose Abreu. Been a couple years of, will they trade Abreu or keep him around should to have, be a leader? Should have traded him a year ago, and I'm not saying it now. I said it then. I remember you wrote it. You, you think they missed the window? I think they did, and and it's this is not to uh, diminish how important he is to the White Sox and has been. I mean, he's been a, a real positive uh, guy that's been there for five years going into his walk year this year. He'll Amazing. be a free agent uh, at the end of 2019. But, um, you know, you you hire a manager and coaches to be the leaders on your team, to help your young players out, to uh, show them the way. That's an organization thing. I don't, I don't think you rely on a, a 32-year-old player that is a year from now from free agency or just a few months from free agency to be the guy. God, I'm glad they pivoted, Bruce. It makes it finally what they're doing makes sense. And they did it a couple of years ago, but just thinking about the five years, five real good years they've gotten out of Abreu, who was a terrific signing, a terrific yeah, value. Great. I mean, it, and just to add that in, to the wasted years of excellence and cheap excellence from Jose Quintana and Chris Sale. It's amazing how little success came with some of the incredible value they were getting from a specific short list of players. Therefore, the rebuild. Yep. Uh, Because it wasn't getting done that way. They weren't able to add the right pieces. Just wasn't falling in line. With Abreu, you have a guy that's going to be 32 going on 33. You have uh, a guy that ideally could be a star first baseman for the White Sox in two years, but he, I don't see how he helps you now. I just don't see it. I mean, unless you're adding, you know, is he an enticement for, um, for Harper or for Machado saying, hey, by the way, once we sign you, we're extending uh, Jose Abreu three years, and he's going to be a part of this He's going to be a big part of the middle of the order along with you and Eloy Jimenez. Hey, Bryce, you're not going to get walked every time. We'll have Jose right, Abreu right. behind so, you. That could be a part of it. I mean, I understand it. But uh, to me, uh, you know, Bray, you could have brought, brought back a couple of nice pieces for you last year with uh, two years left. And and again, people listening for the first time, if they think, you know, they think that I'm saying this for the first time, I'm not. I'm just saying uh, it, it just he... He meant more to them as far as bringing back pieces, I thought, 
uh, than it would be to, to hold on to. I think it, it ends up being a, a sad comment on what the actual value is of a, 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 a you know, a poor fielding uh, first baseman with a lot of pop. He's, he's gotten a little better. Yeah, but he's I mean, it's like better. I guess it's just like those guys, corner infielders with 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 a lot of pop is. There's a lot of them. Right. Out I there. mean, you know, he had a, a huge gap in his year last year, where for the first uh, six weeks of the season, he was one of the hottest hitters in the game. Mm-hmm. For the next eight weeks, he was one of the coldest hitters in the game. Uh, it's been part and parcel to what his career's been like. Uh, the other part is is that he's played on nothing but losing teams for five years. Oof. So it's not his fault. Uh, certainly nothing about him says loser. It's just that the rest didn't materialize. So I think it would be nice for him to go somewhere else and help somebody. But, you know, what do you get for him now uh, with only a few months re- remaining on his contract? Here's Rick Hahn talking about their willingness as an organization to add free agents at this very moment. We'd be open about the potential that this comes together more quickly than uh, it may appear today that it might on paper. Uh, we've uh, again, I, I try to you know caution against uh, trying to force things or moving things along at an unnatural pace when you're taking a long-term, multi-year project process in mind or project in mind. But at the same time, I. As I've alluded to time and again, we we are competitors, and the chances to win are are, are sacred. So, if uh, that opportunity arises perhaps sooner than projected, then uh, we are absolutely we would absolutely embrace it and try to do what we can to feed it and, and get uh, get us to where we want to be even sooner than anticipated. Go ahead, folks, get excited. Go GM ahead. GM talk is uh, if Harper and Machado are there for us, and we can slide in. We will. Go after them. Otherwise, slow, steady, maybe unspectacular moving forward to continue to add pieces and let our young people develop. If you're the White Sox and you're trying to put together a deal for Harper that puts you out front, more than just total number of dollars, couldn't you front load it like crazy because of your very flexible payroll and pay, you know, upwards of 37, 38, 40, 41 million a year for the first few but years w- and it, then have the opt outs in there for Bryce, what, which we'll how, want? How would that help you if, if you give them opt outs and you rebuild? Uh, if the opt out is after three years, then theoretically you should be getting two years of relevance. Yeah, but I mean, are you Harper. ready to win yet this year? No, okay. let's say you're not. So, so, so you, if it's, get, you get two years. You, okay. You're buying yourself so you two, two confirmed years, years and you pay and you're you pay out 120 million dollars. 120 mil for three years of Harper before the opt outs as part of the rest of the deal, and maybe he, he doesn't opt out and he's, he he loves it and he win a World Series yeah, here I and mean, he's sticking around. You know, it's fair creativity. It is. I mean, it, it's a smart way to look at it, and it's probably a win. It's certainly a win for Harper, but if if Harper injures a knee during that period of time, you know, what, where, where is he at? Has he, has he really maximized and monetized him being 26 years old and the sexiest free agent since Alex Rodriguez in the year 2000? Yeah. That's the issue when you sign somebody with those opt-outs is that they might stink and never use the opt-outs. Jason Hayward. Uh, This is Brian in Island Lake (laughs) on 670 to score. Hello, Brian. Hey guys, I actually want to talk a little Cubs uh, talk with you. Um, love the show. Thank you. Um, I was wondering, um, you know, before if they, I mean, 
everybody's talking about Machado and Harper. I, I really don't think we need them. Here's the thing. I think Bryce Harper's the head case. I sure don't want him. For $300 million, he better perform if that was to go that way. But what I'm thinking about is with a pitching route. You know, we need, uh, you know, I think that was the problem. Uh, why You know, we won 95 games, but that, that was uh, a little trouble. I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard you guys talking about Andrew Miller, but what I was thinking, um, if, if he's still on the market, I like uh, Richards from L.A., uh, possibly. He just signed. And, uh, signed. Yeah, Garrett Richards just signed, signed yesterday. Oh, he just signed yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so yeah with the that. Padres. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, now how about like closers, like um, Sergio Romo still available? Any guys like that? Yeah, he's he's available. My friend Barry Meister uh, represents Romo. He would like to uh, uh, have uh, him uh, come to Chicago and maybe name. help somebody out. Interesting name. Yeah. F- fiery dude. Right. Um, history of winning in big, big moments right. with the Giants. Not your... Uh, your typical power arm closer, but a crafty guy. Crafty guy. Yeah. Uh, who who kind of knows how to get it done. Yeah, a little uh, longer tooth, but uh, he's certainly still viable. I, you know, Andrew Miller was so dominant for six years, and it, if he is half the pitcher of what he was in 2017, then he'd, he'd be worth the risk. Uh, I, I really like the idea of either Miller or Britton. Um, and see what you can do with them. And again, you'd have to control uh, Joe Madden. Let's take one more before we go to break. Danny Plesek from MLB Network, good friend and great analyst joining us at the top of the hour. Fred in Elburn, you're on the score. Hello, Fred. Hello, how are you this morning? Very good, thanks. Great. I was calling about Bruce Levine's comments on trading Jose Abreu, I guess. He hasn't considered the That's me. ability for Jose to uh, help the Latin American, the young Latin American ball players, the White Sox have assimilate into not only major leagues but into life in the USA. Yeah, it's, it's a very valid point. It's a Fred. Consider before he starts telling everyone to trade him. Fred, it's a it's a good point, and he's he's already done that. Okay, he's already. Oh, helped. We have more young players coming up. Yeah. But I mean, uh, maybe he can help them too, don't you think? I, I think so. But Mon- you know, does, did Moncada get helped out on the field last year by his association with Jose Abreu? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did. Are you inside the clubhouse? Do you understand? Yes, I am. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's there. also the name of the show. Yeah, I'm there every right, day. Great. And are you there at, at night when they're in the hotel rooms and they're talking? No, I, I haven't gotten. Day? I haven't progressed that far. People? I'm just. I'm not diminishing what he brought, Fred. Uh, and thanks for your uh, call, by the way. Appreciate it. And and I'm I'm glad you're passionate about the White Sox and taking me to task on it. That's what this show and this forum is all about. I'm not saying he's not a help to those guys. He certainly is. But you have to quantify what exactly. He brings to you with only a few months left on a contract. They haven't stepped up and said, hey, Jose, we're giving you a four-year extension. You're so valuable to us on the field and with our young players. Uh, You know, that's not Bruce Levine's role to make sure that he stays a White Sox player. My role is to analyze, look at the situation and say, if you're not bringing this guy back, you know, you it's incumbent upon you to get the most for him. And did you miss your window last year? All the things that you said, Fred, are right. He is very valuable to the young players on the team. He is a a Cuban. He's helped some of these guys there. But if you have the right coaches and the right manager, those are the guys that can help you assimilate. And your minor league system, while you're developing these guys, 
That's a big part of it as well. I love the moment where you said, are you inside the clubhouse? Because the answer is yes, we are. Here on 670 The Score. Uh, Dan Plesak coming up next from MLB Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 